Welcome to episode two of Straight Out of Nashville, season two. What's up? I'm Zach. I'm Gabby. It's Straight Out of Nashville because, girl, I am nowhere near to straight. <laughs> That's right. And I am nowhere near from Nashville. <laughs> no, nowhere near. <laughs> but we represent the new breed of Nashvillians that make up this city's spice DNA. I don't know why I feel really weird whenever you say breed. I feel like a dog whenever you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, group of Nashvillians? That's much better. Okay, okay. Uh, Basically, we're here to spill the tea on Music City. Uh-oh, we've got a bell. We're in Zach's studio today. Yeah, we moved studios. Today we're in the 107.5 The River studio. How do you feel, Mm -hmm. Gabby? I feel like I'm on your turf. Welcome. To my yeah. home. <laughs> Thanks. I actually feel quite tired because I was DJing last night and then I got up early this morning. So um, Whenever you DJ, like, what is the number one requested song? At the moment, it's Lizzo. Oh, anything Lizzo? Uh, you could have had a bad bitch. <laughs> Not committal. <laughs> well, it's good as hell as the, the popular one at the okay. moment, but any Lizzo will get the dance floor going no matter where I play in Noted. town. Wait, yeah. Gabby, we can't start without taking our shot. Ugh. <sighs> It's so early. I know. Every time we start the podcast, we take a shot of vodka. It makes us way more funny. I mean, you're just topping up from last night. Yep. (laughs) I'm still drunk. Let's go, boo. Here's to you. Cheers, sis. (laughs) Don't fake it. Gabby, I poured you a little bit. Don't fake it. I can't today. Honestly, I'll barf. I want to see you barf. Cheers. I want to see you both. So Zach went out last night, painted the town red, green, purple, violet. I got kicked out of a bar from dancing on the table. Fifty shades of grey. Fifty shades of everything. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I got home. I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, good for me. It was fun. (laughs) And yet you're here and you're, you know, alive and kicking. Yeah. I would be I would be a state. Vodka like bleeds in my veins. It's not, I'm I'm so much better when I drink. Okay, let's get all this out now before <laughs> um we welcome today's guest onto the podcast. It's Jan New Airy. Oh, I like what you did there, mm-hmm, Gabs. Mm-hmm. So today we have like a nutritionist. Her name is Mikkel. She's gonna come on and like help us understand the world of nutrition and like what's actually good for our body. Yeah, she's built up a health and well-being empire. Nutrition stripped, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to get some pointers on how to live a healthier life. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you definitely need Mikkel's help. <laughs> okay, speak for yourself, Mister Vodka for breakfast. I vodka's healthy. Mm-hmm, sure it is. Um, I set a new world record this week. A world record? Yes, I'm sure it's a world record. <laughs> How <laughs> <It's> so? <laughs> the quickest amount of time on a dating app. Oh, <laughs> what app did you download? It was Bumble. Okay. So I've been on there before, but as you know, I've been like off off it for a long time, off any kind of dating apps for a long time now, yeah. just because I was like, this isn't working for me. But then I saw somewhere that like this time of year is like the most busy for people, I guess, again, New Year, wanting to like get into a relationship, well, that, maybe. And I feel like after the holidays, people can't break up with somebody before Christmas. That's just rude. True so they that. wait until like Christmas and New Year's is over to break up with them. So yeah. now there's all of these new single people on these apps. But you got The world is your oyster now. Well, you say that. So I re-signed up for Bumble. And Bumble. I- <laughs> <laughs> Bumble, and uh, I think I was on there less than three minutes. Oh, did anybody message you in that time? Well, I saw that I had people because the girl has to instigate. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I did have some like if some I pay, if you pay, well if you pay the subscription, then you can see who's liked you already. Oh. Um, but I wasn't prepared to do that based on what I saw. <laughs> so they were not up your alley. Your loins nope. were not set on fire. My loins were completely shriveled up like in a desert. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, since we're talking yeah. about your loins, when is the last time your loins were on fire? Uh... Like juicy wet. Oh my God. <laughs> You're sick in the head. You know that. Asking. <laughs> Wait, when was the last time your loins were set on fire? I had sex this morning. Oh, you're actually talking about doing the physical. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Just so you know, Gabby made the hand gesture of sticking her finger through a hole. <laughs> Don't do that. That's creepy. 
No, just well, when were your loins on fire? Since I know you haven't had penetration in a long time. <laughs> Way to talk me up on the show, Zach. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, when were my loins set on fire last? Um, if you have to think about it, it's I really know, sad. I know. Oh, God. I, uh, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> I'm so sad for you. I feel like we need to set you up on a blind date. Absolutely not. We I am going to set time. you up. Yeah. On season one, I um, brought some people into the studio for Gabby. Yeah, but the, the, Zach blindfolded me and we did bird box dating. They were really sweet guys. All you need to do, folks, is refer back to the episode in season one. It's they a, were drunk. It was the CMA Fest special. <laughs> and you make your own decision on uh, if you think think either of the dudes were suitable for Gabby. <laughs> Gabby, you just have too high of standards. I mean... Do you think that that's a thing, like, in dating? Do you think it's ever okay to, like, lower your standards for somebody? No. Just because you've been single for so long no. and you want to be in a relationship? No, I think you should be comfortable enough with yourself and, like, content with your own life that it's okay to be on your own. So you're just going to be an old cat lady? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. <laughs> Bring on the cats. Yeah, okay, so Gabby, I saw this story that I need to have your opinion on. If you think this woman did anything wrong or not, okay? Yeah. So I saw this story that this woman got really upset with her husband because every day after work he would come home and drink a beer. I don't know why she hated it so much, but she... Just the one? A couple beers. Like, he didn't get drunk, but he would, like, decompress by drinking beer at night. Mm -hmm. And so she asked him to stop multiple times and he wouldn't stop drinking the beer. So she started lacing his beer with laxatives. <gasps> <laughs> so whoever this woman is, I want to be a friend. I yeah. know. So whenever he drank the beer, he would have the shits and just go sit on the toilet. <laughs> so then she convinced her husband that he was allergic to alcohol because he would have to go to the bathroom every She's time. She's an he evil drank. genius. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's honestly great. So I want to know, do you think she did anything wrong by no, lacing? No, I take my hat off to her. I, as you know, I'm not the biggest of drinkers. I can, you know, hold my own when the time is right. But for me, I wouldn't feel that great about being with somebody who every day came home and decompressed by drinking beer. So you couldn't date me? No. <laughs> I have a glass of wine. I don't like think every I night. would set your loins on fire. So, no. Yeah, but the I a glass of wine I think maybe is different. I don't know. There's something about a dude coming home and having to drink beer. And like just popping open his core's like, like how's your day, baby? Yeah. That's how I imagine straight men talking. <laughs> yeah, and also the beer belly, I mean, that yeah. ain't sexy. I think fair play to her. I'm pro laxatives in beer <laughs> just so you know she did get arrested and went to jail oh i know apparently it's illegal to give other people laxatives when they don't know about it. really <laughs> now you know mm. I, I got you boo okay thanks for that zach <laughs> you're welcome uh how's your week been it's been wild. I've just been working a lot with my side hustle of working at the concession stand and at the bar. I bartended a boxing event the other night, and um, Thomas Rhett was there. Oh, cool. I know. It was really sick. And I guess his like trainer and boxing trainer was boxing that night, so he came to support him. Larry Donald, by the way. That's his name. <laughs> that's my shameless plug bell. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. Uh, how that's was your week? Well, I mean, same, just super busy with work and house stuff also. I'm moving to Nashville Shores in less than a week. <laughs> Near Nashville Shores. No, I'm going to the Shores. Oh. I'm, I'm the Little Mermaid. In case you guys are not from Nashville or have never been to Nashville Shores, it's a really fun water park. Like, I love going to Nashville Shores. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, basically, I needed to get out of the city. So it's only about 15 minutes Away yeah, from like bad. downtown or whatever, but oh, you're gonna be in... so cute, beat bopping around town in I your know. little black beetle bug. Oh, well, see, Percy Priest Lake is so gorgeous, and I'm a Scorpio. I need to be near the water, and there's amazing hiking trails and all that stuff. Really floats my boat. So, do you believe in things that like <laughs> you're gonna do? To... Share? <laughs> do you believe in that? <laughs> that? Like, yes. do you believe in things that have to do with your like sign? Like, cause I'm a yeah. Cancer and you're a Scorpio, and you're moving to the to the mm -hmm. water just because you're a Scorpio. Well, not just because I'm a Scorpio, but you know, we do like we're I'm a water sign, and we like to be by the water. Everywhere I've lived, apart from here, I've been near water. Should we do that's my jam? Let's do it. 
Um, you go first this week, Gabby. What is your jam of the week that people need to look up and listen to? My jam this week is a band that I've discovered from the UK called PVA. They've got a track. PVA? Yes, I don't know what it stands for. They're a new band. Let's make up a uh, name for the abbreviations PVA. Please Veet accordingly. What's Veet? Veet, you know, the hair removal. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Okay, so your your jam is Please Veet accordingly. Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The song is called Divine Intervention. It's a dance floor filler. Future floor filler, if you will. I like this. Loving it. Should we play a little clip? Yeah. Where did you go? I searched the streets outside the church between the sheets. And I had no love. You and I, as it seems, just a holy spirit. Come to me in a dream. I played it at Beercade last night. I like it. It's really kind of retro and boppy. I know, isn't it good? You should have seen Gabby dancing to that (laughs) song. And you wonder why you're single. You are such a bitch. <laughs> okay, Go on then. Are you ready Wrist for my jam? Twitter, what's your <laughs> what's your jam of the week? My jam is it's a new artist. Her name is Ingrid Andrus. I love her. She has a bunch of songs. Like one of them is called um, "More Hearts Than Mine," which um, is called Ingrid. Ingrid Andrus. Yeah, my favorite song by her is called "Ladylike," and that's my jam for the week. All right, let's hear it. So outspoken I've been told I'm not ladylike But I'm a ladylike Whoa! I could bring it to you That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were singing it to me. I'm not going to lie. I feel so honored that you think my voice is that good. I mean, I know that I like should be a professional singer, mm-hmm. but I haven't really made my big break yet. I mean, I think after that performance, <laughs> anything is possible. Okay, so Jan New Wary. Yes. So people are setting their intentions for the year, new year, new decade. It's all about health, well-being, fitness. We covered fitness last week with Sean Booth. Yeah. I think we need to cover nutrition next. I feel like we have to because especially I remember you brought up in the last episode that it's like 70% what you 75%. eat. 75%. 75% what you mm-hmm. eat. So it's like really necessary to get your diet on track. And that's what I've been trying to do most this year is like really Focus on my diet and then slowly get into working out more because I feel like if you do too much at once, mm-hmm. then you burn yourself out really quickly. So I'm excited Word. to meet Mikkel and get our life back on track. And the stars have aligned. She's literally just texted me. So I guess that's her arriving Woo! into the building. All right. Stay tuned. She's a leading voice in nutrition and mindful health, awarded top 20 role models by Ariana Huffington, the founder of the Huffington Post. Oh, sick. She holds a Master of Science degree in clinical nutrition and is a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionalist. You're author of the Nutrition Stripped and Cookbook, and your mission is to guide others on how to design a way of eating and living unique to their body and lifestyle. You teach the science of nutrition and art of healthy eating through recipes, health articles, online education programs, and private coaching practice. I just got a bigger up. Listen, I'm nearly done. Featured in Oprah.com, The Good Life by Dr. Oz, Self, Woman's Health, and now straight out of Nashville. If you don't add this to your website, I'm going to be really upset. This is the audio clip I'm putting on. Yeah, Welcome to the show, Mikkel Kuinga of Nutrition Stripped. Yes, thank you for having me. Mikkel, thank you so much for coming. I know, that was a really sweating over there. (laughs) I felt like you were reading the back of a shampoo bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Dr. Bronner's, like, Castile soap. I was just like, what? Listen, I just wanted to make sure that I set you up properly to our listeners and that they understood that they are in the presence of 
a real expert in the field of nutrition and you know well-being so, well, so thank you. We, I really appreciate that you're fabulous and so before we like dive into like the nutrition fact of it I just have a really quick question yes so you have like your masters and you're brilliant and all of these things but like how did you become Instagram famous <laughs> What is it? Well, I don't know. What is Instagram famous? You have like over 300,000 followers. Like clearly when you started your career, it wasn't to be like an Instagram influencer Mm -hmm. or famous. Like how did that even happen for you? Yeah. And it's still not. I think the evolution of Nutrition Strip, my company started seven years ago. Actually, it'll be eight years the end of this month, which Happy is so anniversary. wild. I know mm. the anniversary is coming up and social media was a really big, beautiful part of that because it expanded our readership from not only just where I was living when I started it, which was here in Nashville, Tennessee, but we were able to reach people all over the globe with social media and yeah. the website. And I think it was consistency with posting, connecting with the audience. I never also had the intention like, I want to go on fa- on uh, Instagram to be famous. Yeah. I think it was just to educate people for free <laughs> as much as possible. And then people just started catching on to it. And we, um, yeah, I mean, social media is such a beautiful place to connect with new people. You were born and raised in Ohio. So when did yeah. you move to Nashville? So I've been living here in Nashville for almost eight years as well. So I start when I around the same time that I moved here to Nashville, I started Nutrition Stripped as a creative outlet, just as a blog sharing recipes and free education. Have you always eaten well? Have you always had this passion? Like, were you brought up to understand the importance of healthy food? Not really. I mean, yes and no. So I'm from the Midwest. So I ate mm-hmm. like everybody else does in the Midwest, like Pringles, chicken? Oh. Pringles, um, you know, like not fried chicken. That was that was a new <laughs> thing when I came to Nashville. Oh, okay. But like, you know, casseroles and like frozen foods, like anything like, you mm-hmm. know, standard American diet flair, I guess you could say. But my mom and dad, um, they did really enjoy cooking. And so I witnessed that at a young age. And we had like a really small garden, which was fun to tend to and have that connection with nature and really from a young age, at least start to understand that food, you know, where food comes from. Okay. So mm-hmm. I had a good mix. And I, I think that's also what contributed to having a pretty, I would say, healthy relationship with food and a pretty balanced perspective on that. Well, I've been looking at some of your YouTube um, instructional videos for some of your recipes and the veggie egg bake, I am so going to try, and the um, cinnamon tahini protein shake, oh my lord, it's right up my street. Is everything that you teach and recommend plant-based? So there's a purpose, there's many reasons why I do predominantly plant-based lifestyle you know, teaching on the plant-based lifestyle, but also the recipes. Number one, it's so flexible because if I were to only share vegan recipes for -hmm. people who are vegan, that would be great. But then I'm really shutting out this huge demographic who might be a little bit curious about eating more plant-based foods, but they would be like, yeah, you would Mm -hmm. see that, you would see that label and you might find yourself seeing like, oh, well, maybe that's not my thing. So I really, really love to approach food like I do my clients too. Like everybody is completely personalized and unique. So Mm -hmm. I like to create this, what I call like the foundation, like plant-based eating is so easy to be versatile. So you can add in proteins of your choice, whether they're animal-based or plant-based, you can add Mm -hmm. in dairy if you want. So it allows a huge range of flexibility. So yeah, all the recipes on nutritionstrip.com and in my cookbook are all gluten-free, dairy-free, mostly plant-based for that reason. So everyone can just have that flexibility. So you yourself, you're dairy-free, are you a vegan? I'm not vegan. Nope. So okay. I do eat dairy free and gluten free just for help my own personal food intolerances with them. Mm-hmm. And then I really enjoy plant based eating. But I but I enjoy, you know, chicken every once in a while, fish, eggs. I try to source it as best as possible. So really like, you know, we get eggs from my husband's family's farm. So it's as much as you can kind of connect with the food or at least know where it's grown um, or choose the best options, that's, yes. that's the best thing. But I also know that that's, that can be a little bit difficult for people. Yeah. Oh, so it's so just difficult. having that step too of just saying, okay, even that conscious step or that mindful step of asking where that food might have come from mm. or how it was, if you're talking about animal proteins, like how it might have been taken care of prior. Something I wanted to ask you about because I'm a pescatarian and it was only like moving to Nashville or moving to the States that I – like had even come across the term farm raised or wild caught and then I wild what wild, wild caught, caught. <laughs> it's 
caught? Oh, mm-hmm. caught. Caught. I Sorry, literally had no idea what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Wild caught. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and I have wondered, like for me, for like uh, moral reasons, I try and go wild caught <laughs> as much as I can. Obviously, I don't have any control of that if I'm at a restaurant. But are there like health risks to having something that's farm raised? Because I'm still not quite clear on what that means. There are better sources of those animal proteins if they're taken care of or they're not from factory form factory farming sources, yeah. for example. And also, I from my from my angle, it's more of yes, there are some slight nu- nutrient differences mm-hmm. that you know, like a grass-fed cow or beef is going to be a little bit different than a factory farm. There's higher um, higher CLA, which is a type of fat. So. There are slight differences, but I think for me, it's mostly how they're treated. So I kind of look at it as like animal ethics, welfare, and then also environmental impact more so than just the nutrition for me personally. Okay. So question for like somebody that is trying to start off the new year on like this new new year, new me trend and things like that. And I have been personally like focusing on my diet first. And like trying to make sure that I focus on that and then slowly getting into the gym. But I find myself like, oh, I ate really good all this week. And then I just fucking binge eat on Saturday (laughs) and I order everything that I can find. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. pizza, burgers, French fries, euros, anything that I've thought about all week long, I order on a Saturday. So Mm -hmm. like what is the best mental way to go about like dealing with trying to get your fix without overeating? This is Zach. This is so prominent and like all of my clients and what we see too. I feel like every single Everybody, person does this that. is like this is human nature. I like to call this the all or nothing mentality okay. or like the black and white. It's like you a lot of us just by nature too, it's our psychology. Like we want things to almost be compartmentalized in like a this or that scenario. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. especially with food, because we can control it so much, it's really easy to be like, okay, Monday through Friday I'm gonna eat quote perfectly or do such a great job and I'm gonna find a reward in it. So I mm-hmm. think how I work through this this mentality with clients is really allowing yourself, for example, like when you're throughout the week thinking about, I don't know, fried chicken or insert yeah. whatever food <laughs> yeah. might be on that yeah. binge list, allowing yourself to walk through like a few questions. So do you really want that food? Like just ask yourself and like take a pause to really assess, do you really want it? And if you're like, yeah, like I love this food, it's my favorite, it brings me pleasure like I don't eat it all the time yeah or if you were to say well like yeah I want it but I don't need it right now like maybe I'll have it next week so you can start to little by little and I know this takes a little bit of practice and that's the whole name of the game Mm -hmm. but that little by little conversation that you have with yourself it allows you to bring that awareness like do you really want it do you need it and if you do want it allow yourself to have it because the more that you deprive yourself and you have that be like on this list of foods that you can't have or I shouldn't eat this or if you use the word should or you know should or shouldn't that really like starts to create this new framework of identifying foods as like good or bad should and shouldn't okay and that just makes your drive stronger to want those foods that are on that list like I will go to the gym and be like, okay, I'm gonna burn an extra 500 calories today just so I can eat like shit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I, so, is that really? Yes. Yeah, but uh, can I just but that's people do that, in, and I common. do it like yes. every week, like every Friday. I'm like, I work all day, I eat really well because I meal prep my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I like go home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna work out, and then I'm gonna sit in the sauna just so I can order a fucking pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say though. You are really good with your meal. I've seen his meals and he, because he does like the morning show and has to be up ridiculously early, Zach is an am- amazing at like being disciplined with his meal prep. Because I've been round to yours in the evening yeah. and you're like talking to me and you're prepping for the next day or, or you do it in bulk for like the week or whatever. I'm not so good at that. But like if you allow yourself to have that treat, for me, it's like you kind of, you allow that treat, but then it's like, then you want another treat. And it's like, once you let yourself go, it's sort of like, well, how do I have my treat? And then just continue back on the the healthy. Like for me, it's like snacking is my thing if I'm at home. And I have like, what I would say quite healthy snacks, like dates and I love dates. What the fuck is a date? It's a date. It's (laughs) like similar to... 
a raisin. It um, it's larger. It looks like a prune. Oh, kind of yeah. tastes like a prune mixed oh, with a raisin. Gross. With a pit in it. They're really delicious, but yes, it's a fruit. Okay. It's they're they're really good. They're like mm-hmm. one of the best things in the world. And stuff like that, but then it's just like I have a little piece and then I want another little piece mm-hmm. and then another little piece and it's like it's because it can almost hear them talking to me in the cupboard going, <laughs> Gabby, yeah, eat and it's, me. It's also like you you were saying too, Zach, like it's it's on this shouldn't eat list or something that yeah. is reserved for later. So yeah. I would go through that, you know, those few questions like, do I really want it? Um, you know, can I have it later? Or can I even make a healthier version of it right yeah. now? Or if I don't really, really, really want it right now, then what else can I have? And really just assessing the context of your day, but also the week of what you've eaten. And I also think using food as a reward, like we can drive pleasure and connection and Mm -hmm. explore traditions and social engagements through food because food is such a great connector. Mm -hmm. But I would try like whenever you're finding yourself rewarding yourself with food, try to um, have a few other practices that you can do instead of like that reward so far you said the should and should not list what would be like a better term to use so we don't specifically compartmentalize things onto the should and should not list so it's not black and white anymore yeah so one thing that I like to do is wellness vision setting and this is part of the method program that I teach Mm -hmm. which we have a membership about I teach my clients about this I do this all the time so especially right now with new year new you or just this whole season when people are really focusing on hey where do I want to be 12 months from now in my life in my health and my well-being and all these other pillars of health where do I want to be so focus on what that is and I think the more that you're thinking about all those daily things that are going to get you to that you know, 12 month goal from here mm-hmm. will really help you frame that up. So when you're in that moment of the, you know, should or shouldn't, yeah. instead of saying that, just say, is this bringing me closer to that wellness vision that I have for myself 12 months from now? Or is it bringing me further away from it? So what and I'm every hearing, little tiny choice, it really isn't super sexy, but it really matters. Like all, all of those up. small steps add up. So what I'm hearing is that I should like post pictures of Channing Tatum all over my fridge. (laughs) So whenever I go to eat shit out of my fridge, I'm like, I want those abs in six months that you can lick fucking butter off of in between every single crevice. And then you go, is this in line with my wellness Yeah, is this in line? (laughs) And clearly the pizza in my fridge is not in line with his ripped ass chest. I mean, hey, vision boarding, including six pack abs, if that's what is your jam, (laughs) that can absolutely work for you. But also in that that truth of having your goals front and center, so Mm -hmm. on your fridge. Or yes, I'm a huge fan of that. Not only does writing, so if you write down, if you journal or you write down your goals, you're 40% more likely to achieve those goals okay. just in that ah. simple step. It's a mind-body connection literally as you're writing on paper. And you have applied this technique not just to your health but to your love life as well because I I read that it, five years ago you created a <laughs> manifestation list and mapped out everything you wanted from a partner what and was then on you, the list? You made it. You made him appear. I did. It was. Uh, I'm a big fan of manifestation. Was <laughs> yeah, that on the, the wedding blog post that I shared? We just celebrated our one year. Um, oh maybe that was yeah. it. You, and I've got to give you props. For your website is like you got to check it out. It's like so informative. Like I was looking at the your tips on like getting a good water filter mm-hmm. system because that's something I know I need to do is drink more water and you are a big ambassador of this. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of your hot husband, which I saw on Instagram, <laughs> I would love to know what what was on your manifestation list for a man? Oh my goodness. I think with that, I had to get to a place in my life where I was so good on my own. Yeah. So yeah. confident, so happy. I actually didn't want a relationship. I was like just, and, and still do have a really high sense of self-worth. And that took yeah. a long time to cultivate after a lot of trial and error well i feel like it's really cheesy to say but i say this a lot is you have to love yourself enough to have somebody else love you absolutely i mean Mm. those those like phrases and however cliche they might seem i mean i'm a believer that they're absolutely true but on the list i mean i had things like Like credit score (laughs) network size no more like (laughs) oh wait i just got the last one no more like um welcome more like loyal uh really family-centric spiritually connected like open communicator like really core needs and qualities that i 
absolutely wanted in a partner and was not going to settle on. And so I really right. mapped that out. I but I did. I have on my whole body. <laughs> I just am so obsessed with you. <laughs> but I did have a few things. This is actually pretty crazy. I did have a few things on there that were so eerily specific to Like little Jessie. quirks? Like, no, like tall, like over... Over like six two. He's super tall. He's six seven. Holy oh, shit! I know. And then Didn't dark he play hair. Basketball, soccer, and I even had like maybe he's a soccer player on this list. <gasps> it was so wild. The things that were really specific to him after, and even like um, you know connection to nature and that whole mm-hmm. lifestyle. And he was raised in a fully sustainable lifestyle until he was like fifteen. Okay. Oh my! So it was just word. a lot of those. How did you meet quirks. him? Um, we got set up on a blind date by mutual friends. You guys, I've been trying to set up Gabby on a blind date for so long. I feel terrible. like this could be your love, Gabby. I, I'm this a fan. Be well, I do feel like recently I have come to that place that you said where it's like you, you feel so comfortable in yourself. that, Like I'm like, you know what? I'm really good on my own. Like I feel like content with where my life's at and like the projects that I have and all that stuff well I I love that too when you're giving yourself time whether you're in a relationship or you're not like having that taking care of yourself whether it Mm -hmm. is physically taking care of yourself with nourishment like physically nourishing your body with the foods that you eat but also physically nourishing your your life or excuse me emotionally mentally nourishing your life yeah things that bring you joy and tending to all these other pillars of your health like everything in our life is so connected like it's never mm-hmm. just nutrition it is everything we yeah. do for ourselves and how we take care of ourselves yeah really i mean it just it seeps into everything we do i saw this great post on social media basically oh, read it oh <laughs> <laughs> no I, I can't i'm not Saved. gonna waste yeah to save time I, can, I remember it because i just thought it's so true that this girl had put that basically in the society we're in now everything you do it's kind of like it's driven by social media and and so she was basically saying do something just for your passion do something because you enjoy it not because it's going to make a good post on social media and I was like wow that is so true like for me recently it's been writing I did a, a writing workshop and then I've like kept it up and that's like done so much for my well-being that it's like it feels like a bit of a void that I had mm-hmm. that I didn't know what it was until I started doing it. And now I write nearly every day and I get really annoyed if I don't. Um, so I totally yeah, don't. I'm a, watching reality TV. I mean, hey, it's okay to numb out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I also, do that too. it's also okay yeah. to numb out a little bit. Yeah, I am a huge fan of journaling. Journaling, like not only like I was saying when Did it comes to- Did you bring your to, journal today? I don't have it with Oh, me. I wanted to read <laughs> it. That's so... Mm, shoot, we should have read it out loud. I know, I wanted <laughs> to read your journal. <laughs> well, I have two. I have one that's more like personal and what I what I use every morning when I wake up, part of my morning routine where I can really... I have this 2Q daily practice that I teach about and it's really about setting your intention for the day and then also like putting action to the word. Okay. So, you know, how do you want to feel today? But also like, what are you actually going to do today to help you feel that way. It's really Mm. simple, but it takes less than five minutes and it really frames you up, grounds you, and then you kind of have more of a direction. So if it's like, hey, I want to feel nourished today or I want to feel more energized than Mm. what's like one thing I can do today. Drink coffee. That's good. It it might be <laughs> might be drink coffee. It might be like take ten minutes to walk around and like chill out or de stress. It could be like making sure I'm eating enough vegetables at every single meal. Like really mm-hmm. tiny tiny things. But journaling such a strong practice with our health and yeah with goal setting of course too. Yeah, I have a really random question for you. Yes. So I feel like a lot of people whenever they start their New Year's resolution of like eating better, they cop out and do like a meal plan of like. I'm going to do keto or I'm going to do almost 30. I'm going to do Atkins. I'm going to do Weight Watchers, all of these things. So, like, how do you feel about people that are on these, like, kind of bandwagon meal meal plans? Yeah. I think diets don't work for everybody. And largely, a lot of people, diets don't work for. Like, the plans, the 30-day plans, the trends. Mm -hmm. Because... For a lot of reasons. Number one, it does have that short-term mentality. Like, I'm much so in the camp of I'd rather be a marathon runner than a sprinter. But that's and why, we, in we, my personal yeah. life, I don't call it diets anymore. I call it a lifestyle change. It, it has it to be, has right? To be. Because if you have that short-term mentality, then you're only going to be focused. Like, you're doing yourself a huge disservice as well when you're only thinking about your life and in the increments of 
five day fast, 20 days, 30 days yeah. outside of mm-hmm. all the other kind of, I think, issues of pitfalls that diets and plans have. But you, mm-hmm. you really have to think about, you know, in a year from now, two years, is this going to be sustainable two years or three years from now? And most of them are not. So yeah. that, that alone is like a nice little checklist. So if any of you are on those diets or plans, you can just ask yourself those few questions. But it also is a one size fits all. So there's four four people in this room right now. And if we were to all try the same exact diet and do mm-hmm. everything the same, it is going to outcome and express in ourselves in completely different ways yeah. mm-hmm. because we have different stress levels, environments, support systems, digestive systems. I mean, like our everything is so different. Our mindset, our emotional yeah. barriers. So that alone is a huge pitfall, I believe, that diets and, you know, most of these programs and plans don't work for people. And then it's like that black and white mentality. Yeah. It gives you that list. You have to follow it or yeah. you won't see these results that they show on Instagram. I do want to ask like specifically about keto because I've seen so much of it lately on like social media and talk shows and whatever. And like so how do you, as like having a master's in nutrition, how do you personally feel about like the high fat, high protein, no carb kind of keto diet? Because I know a lot of people lose weight really quickly, but I've tried it. I did it for five weeks and it was just not sustainable afterwards. So like, how do you personally feel like it affects the body system? Everybody. So number one, everybody is going to be so different with it. You'll have people who thrive on it and they might be able to do it for a handful of months. But I, I personally don't know and professionally don't know anybody who's really sustained on a keto diet out of necessity, like medical necessity, because the ketogenic diet was really used for children with epilepsy and seizures. And so then later on, again, as in true like nutrition and wellness world industry, like everything gets a little bit of a trend and buzzy Mm -hmm. and then everyone starts to try it. But I personally, I don't think it's highly sustainable. It's not. And if you really think about you know, keto, for those of you, it's really high fat, moderate to low protein, very low carbohydrate. So of course you're going to lose not of course, but most people will see that weight loss drastically happen because not only might their calories be significantly lower, but their carbohydrate intake is lower. And then on top of that, it's just a shock to the system. They could be eating far more good foods compared to what they could have been eating. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to say like why it might work for some people and why it doesn't. I do have mm-hmm. to say that like personally, my boyfriend and I did it for like five weeks before we went to the beach because I wanted to look great on Instagram. And so we did it really, really strict for five weeks. I looked great. But as soon as I like it literally changed my entire digestive system. And so as soon as I ate, like we went on vacation and I ate one French fry, I was in the bed for like 13 hours because my stomach hurt so bad that my body didn't know how to digest food anymore that wasn't on the keto diet. It was great while it lasted. The food was good, but it just was not a sustainable lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's that's the biggest thing, too, when you're dieting. I think that's the biggest marker whenever you're on a diet or a trend is just to, to, I mean, just the sustainability aspect alone is Mm -hmm. enough. And then also just intake. If you are going to experiment, which I'm a huge fan of trying some different things and just saying, okay, like what works for me out of this Mm -hmm. maybe diet or lifestyle, what doesn't work for me? And then just continuing on with the things that feel good for you and uniquely work. But I'm also a huge fan that we need you know, a lot of vegetables every day and a ketogenic diet, you know, with carbohydrates. So I would just jump in on that and on the whole vegetable thing. Um, I try and buy organic as much as I can uh, because it really freaks me out thinking about the kind of chemicals that are sprayed on like fruit and veg. But then sometimes am I just like paying for the word organic because like um like I get steel cut oats and then I always buy organic ones and then my friend who's a doctor was like well they're all organic so I was like so I'm paying a couple of dollars more for a word for the name yeah so like what's your sort of take on that because it can be really expensive to eat healthily it can I have a few tips on this number one if I personally practice and professionally recommend our clients to consume foods that like, for example, like lettuce, things that you're going to eat with the skin on. If you can get it organic or if you can grow it from home, that's amazing. And if not, then just do your best and get either frozen versions of it, which are organic, but frozen. And those are fantastic too, as long as you look at the ingredient list and make sure that it's just 
For example, if you're getting organic frozen raspberries, it's just raspberries. It's not like with sugar or anything else Can in I there. Can I just say really quickly that veggies. Kroger does a really good job at this, especially vegetables. If they have like 10 for $10 frozen vegetables of like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and green beans, and you look at the ingredient list and it's literally just that, and they freeze it at the peak of how good they are. And I'm like, this, yeah. for a dollar? It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic way to eat organic, also eat healthfully on a budget, is to get involved in the frozen food section in terms oh. of fruit and veggies. Because you'd always think like frozen equals not as healthy as what you buy off the shelf. That's like all the lean cuisines and stuff. But if you're going to go, so fresh is best, frozen mm -hmm. would be next. And then canned, I would only really reserve like canned veggies in terms of like tomatoes. Maybe yeah. like maybe some beans, organic, but and like if you corn. can rinse them off and stuff. Corn, I would still try to get frozen, organic, and again, yeah, they're okay. they're really affordable, and you get typically you'll get a bigger serving size from the frozen, uh, for example, like that mm -hmm. corn, organic. I've never corn. heard somebody like talk about frozen that it was good, so I feel really good about my buying habits recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay. It's so fresh quick. is fresh is best, and then if you can frozen again, yeah. if you're using organic frozen veggies in a stir fry and a soup. Yeah. Like, that's so easy. It's very convenient. I usually convenient. do it as, like, a side. Like, last week, I meal prepped, like, pork chops in the Instant Pot with a side of Brussels sprouts. But you can put them in the microwave for, like, six minutes, and they're thawed out and cooked, and then you just throw them in a little dish, and they're great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could pop them in the oven, get a nice, like, crisp on it with yeah. some olive oil. You can even use, of course, like, organic frozen greens, like kale mm -hmm. and spinach. Put it in a smoothie in the morning. Make it with, like, an egg or a tofu scramble for breakfast. Yum. So there's a lot of ways to do that. And then also with purchasing food that is, quote, healthy um, on a budget, if you can, like, hook up with your local CSAs, so Community Supported Agriculture. Like, in Nashville, we have amazing Farmers around here. Like at the farmer's market? Farmer's market, but also they're like Bloomsbury Farm. I'm a big fan of them. So, for example, down. Yeah, have, I'm like, hello. they have a CSA. And so what you do is you can sign up, depending on the farm, which I believe theirs is a few times a year, and they will create these amazing bushels of whatever is in season that they're growing. You play, <gasps> you pay a flat fee, you sign up before, and you meet uh -huh. at a delivery spot, and they give you all these amazing locally grown wow. produce, vegetables. And that's just one farm, but we have so many in I'm Tennessee. I'm so excited that about like this. That is the best thing yes. I feel like And also, it's you're, Christmas. Yeah. It is. And <laughs> the best thing, too, is that you're really supporting local farmers which yeah. is fantastic like so if we important. can put our dollars and really vote that way with supporting our farmers and really you know just building that communal relationship the better 100 percent. so if you are buying fresh though it is worth if you do have the money it is worth if, spending the extra 50 cents to buy the organic if you have the access then yes but if you're getting like an avocado a banana an orange where you're you're peeling it off literally and you're yeah. not gonna eat the skin of it then you can, you know, you can get conventional. Right. And there's, you know, a mix of studies as well in terms of the health benefits or the health differences between organic and, quote, conventional. So, Mikkel, I love you. You're pre like, I literally, just, my heart feels warm with you being in the room. Like, you're, you're just so such sweet. a good soul. Thank you. Portion control, what's your thoughts on it? Because I, this is where, like, for example, last night I had a gig. So I was DJing and I knew I'd be, like, out for five, six hours. And I wanted to have a healthy dinner, so I had, like, swordfish and then with vegetables. But, like, I was like, I don't want to get hungry, you know, halfway through my set. So I, like, loaded up on the veg, and then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so full afterwards. But I was like, well, the vegetables, so I'm going to eat them all because they're good for me. But then is that the right mentality to have? I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'll boil it down into a few. So how I like to organize meal meals are called the foundational five. This is actually on our website. So if you go to nutritionstrip.com and you scroll towards the bottom, there's the health index mm -hmm. and you can click on that and everyone can, can view what I'm talking about when I'm talking about starchy carbohydrates and non-starchy carbohydrates. So those are like, so non-starchy carbohydrates are like your veggies, like your dark greens, your watery, like hydrating veggies, cucumbers, bell peppers, starchy carbohydrates. I kind of generically group them into grains. Fruits are technically more carby. Mm -hmm. um, I guess dairy would also fall into that category. Beans, that's just a really general 
group there. And then you mm-hmm. also have healthy fats. So like your avocados, olive oil, nuts, seeds, all of that good stuff, proteins, whether they're animal based or plant based. And then the fifth one is like the flavor factor. So really adding in like the garlic and the spices and herbs, fresh or dried, whatever you can do to make it feel like a little bit more bright and buzzy and interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I organize meals are through those foundational five and that approach is really easy because then when you're you know creating your meal and you're like hey what do I need to eat tonight Mm -hmm. and you're you basically had fish which was largely protein and then you had veggies that's Mm -hmm. great but another element there that could really help uh, fill you up and keep Mm -hmm. you nice and full would be like a healthy fat so maybe even drizzling like olive oil on your vegetables or having like a side of avocado or maybe some olives like whatever goes with that plate that could be a really great way to build it up and then adding in maybe a starchier carbohydrate like sweet sweet potato potato. or potato or like quinoa rice whatever it is just to really balance that out because that will also help you sustain not only that physical hunger um, yeah. like how your stomach will actually expand but also your blood sugars will be nice and stable so you have that energy to it's do something I struggle you know, your with a lot yeah and it'll you know it'll keep you nice and full for oh. you know, three to four hours depending on how much you eat but you can never sidebar with the the veggie thing um with non-starchy veg- vegetables like mm-hmm. your dark greens, your cucumbers, all that good stuff, sky's the limit. So if oh, you're I'm, still, I'm good then. yeah, if you're still <laughs> oh. feeling like a little bit like, oh, I'm a little hungry, I always default to just saying, well, can you eat more veg? Because that sometimes alone, just the fiber in that, yeah. will really help you, and and then you're satiated, and you're like, okay, I'm good to go. Oh, so it's a little bit of the five that you mentioned is is ideal. I mean, mm-hmm. you are a great ambassador for what you preach because you, you look radiant and like you're very slim. So it's clearly it works, and not like a scary <laughs> slim. You know what I mean? Like some people can be like really kind of looking undernourished. And so, like, you're very fit and you look glowing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've actually got to ask you about this because I'd never heard of the term before. I was, like, having a nosy on your website because I am uh-huh. really fascinated with all this stuff. And um, you wrote an article on orthorexia. Do you know what that is, Zach? Orthorexia? Yeah, orthorexia. No, but it sounds kinky. It's an eating disorder, so it's definitely not kinky. But I was like... I've got quite a lot of those traits and you kind of scared me a bit. Like I freak out when I have to eat out anywhere because I am very, I, I eat very clean. And we, we always joke about it and about how like bland, like I, we say I've got a bland palate because oh, I'm just like. Very bland. Yeah. Like I don't like sauces at all. So I'm very much like, I love my veg. I love my salad. I love all that stuff. I mean, I'm not, you know, you can see I'm not unhealthy. And I think a lot of our listeners will be like us and not know about or- what orthorexia. What is orthorexia? Orthorexia. Orthorexia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. That article is so great. So, first off, if, like, anybody is curious about orthorexia or even just disordered eating habits, we have a lot of amazing resources on nutritionstrip.com. And it's not, by all means, like a diagnostic tool. It's not like you're mm-hmm. going to read it and be like, okay, I have orthorexia. But it could give you, like you were saying, like you maybe self-identified with a few mm-hmm. of those signs or symptoms. And really, it's the preoccupation, like most eating disordered habits, a preoccupation with food and the control of it, especially with orthorexia, it leans more towards like the over control of clean eating or mm-hmm. and the supplements. I can eat this or I can't, but it's really about healthy foods, quote healthy foods and that almost borderline obsession mm-hmm. in some people. And there's it manifests in so many different ways. So orthorexia is like mm-hmm. being so overly obsessed about eating clean everywhere yeah. you go. And like, yeah. f- like okay. you know, feeling so guilty if you do have something that's not deemed as girl yeah, y'all healthy. need to yeah. live a little and if you if want it, the damn cookie eat the cookie sis holy yes. shit Ooh, it is i'm finna pop off <laughs> it is a it is a real um it is a real issue absolutely like that it's been manifesting you know probably for for much longer than when it you know got termed orthorexia mm-hmm. for sure well i mean especially but, for people that have the mindset especially going into like I don't know why every single person that I know is like, new year, new me, I'm going to eat really clean. So then they do become like orthorexic and everywhere they go, they're like, what's in this salad? It's that whole, it's, it's that whole very, mentality, yeah. the black and white, the all or nothing. Like I have to go all in. I can't enjoy anything. And that's, it's such a mindset thing too of like how we're choosing to nourish our bodies. Yeah. yeah and, and 
too, with those different signs and symptoms on orthorexia on that article, like we give so many resources. So even if you're like, hmm, I feel like I might actually identify with a few of these things, really then taking it to your journal first thing, if you can start to just have that conversation with yourself and uncover where that might be stemming from or if it is a real issue. I'm a huge fan of coaching, obviously, like that's why we as dietitians and wellness coaches exist is to really help people. And we Mm -hmm. have an amazing team too that works with women, men about healthy relationships with food and orthorexia and how to kind of get them back on a path to where they can go out and seamlessly have a treat, have a cookie or have whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Have whatever that is to them that feels naughty or not. So like personal question for you, what is your go-to like kind of treat? Like if Dessert kind of thing. Like if you're just going to veg out on something wild, what would be your go-to? I love sweets. So I would say like I love chocolate. I eat dark chocolate every single day without fail. Like maybe maybe in the middle of the day, maybe at night with tea. Like I'm a big tea drinker as well. And I just love that. I love brownies, like chocolate chip cookies, that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like on the sweet. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, the sweet, yeah. sweet side. Do you okay. make your own like healthy chocolate chip cookies? Yeah, I use a, I use a lot of recipes from nutritionstrip.com just because, again, I'm like literally going back make, to- I'm going to bookmark your website. Yeah, you should. Seriously. Well, yeah. just going back to what you were saying earlier, going through that mindset shift of like, okay, do I really want this food or can I make even a healthier version of this at home? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's why I created amazing, like, dessert recipes on the website, selfishly for myself, just because I was making them all the time. So when are we coming over for dinner? (laughs) Next weekend. Yeah. I'm kind of busy. How about tomorrow? (laughs) How about now? (laughs) How about now? (laughs) So keeping your blood sugar levels sustained so that you don't crave, like, the sweet stuff it's more about getting the the five different areas that you were talking about before. Yeah, try to get that at every meal. And if you just have that really simple checkbox mentality around it like do I have this do I have this it Mm -hmm. takes the stress off of you as well and you know that you are trying your best at every meal and you know if you know that you didn't eat a lot of protein at the prior meal like maybe you know just be conscious of it not like double up but just be conscious of it the next time do you think Mm -hmm. there's such a thing as too much protein well yes um you know research has shown about 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal is probably a good spot for our body's capability to absorb it but okay. also it, what's that in terms of um, like a, it's like an eight about, ounce sirloin like if you were to or... hold up the palm of your hand um this is actually a good exercise on portion control but this flat palm of your hand if you were to compare like if a chicken breast was resting here or a piece of fish or tofu that's representing about 20 ish oh, well it, okay. it's it's so a one a portion for your self so right. if you have really big Girl, hands, I got a big hand I was gonna so. say if you have really big hands that's <laughs> yeah. gonna be like anywhere between 20 to 30 so okay. okay what's your thoughts on like all the different types of milks because obviously you don't have like traditional like cow's milk or whatever because I jumped on the the plant protein milk bandwagon but then I heard on a podcast someone saying actually no it's full of oil so that's bad for you um, and then, the, you know, there's the various nut milks. Like, what would you recommend in terms of, like, a, a good milk to give you the nutrition you need? I'm a big fan of keeping it really simple. So if it's that you want almond milk, coconut milk, oat milk, if you can look at the ingredient label and get as simple as you can. Girl, I love some then, coconut milk. Yeah, it's great. Especially, like, if you get organic coconut milk out of the can. It's yeah. really, it's great. It's thick, so you it can use a little bit. It adds some so I would look at the ingredient list and try to get as simple as possible. Um, the best thing, too, is to make it at home. It's really easy. Surprisingly, it's really, really easy. I know it sounds so complicated. Bitch, I don't have yeah. no cows so to milk. Easy. How am I going to make milk <laughs> no, at home? No, like We'd almond like milk. Like almond or cashew milk at home. What it's really do? easy. You just take, I have a recipe on the website as well, but you just take about a cup of, let's say it's almonds, mm-hmm. soak it in a little water, Rinse the water for maybe do that for like two hours. Rinse the water, add it to a blender, add four to five cups of filtered water, blend it up. And then all you do is you have a cheesecloth or they even have these bags that are made for plant-based milk and you just strain it and you put it in a big pitcher and you're good to go for like four or five days. Really simple. Four or five days. So so you get a big... You get a huge quantity and actually expensive as well. I was going to say it actually saves you money. Yeah, it actually saves you money in the long run run too. Oh gosh, I'm totally going to try that. And then with the 
plant-based protein boosted milks i'm in the camp of like if you can make make things as simple as possible the better so if you wanted to have pea milk have like yeah (laughs) if you wanted to have like a protein milk that is plant-based then i would just start with something really simple like an almond milk or a cashew milk or what have you and then add like a nice plant-based protein powder that's very very simple oh okay because i'm a tea drinker as well but i'm from the uk so we like a black tea with milk in Mm -hmm. it and like i've tried the different nut milks and it's just not the same but the the coconut milk is coconut milk is great because it doesn't separate most of them will especially though like no. I think no, one it's bought. actually really like creamy. It's, have, it's really creamy and kind of like thick, and has a really good flavor to mm-hmm. it. So yeah, coconut like a little milk, sweet, and you don't yeah. even need any. Like in a carton, not the canned. No, the canned. So oh. I like the organic canned coconut milk. Is that not like fatty though? I mean, yes, it does have good fat. fat it has saturated fat. Um, coconut milk and all coconut products have yeah. medium chain triglycerides or MCT, which I'm I'm sure yeah. you've heard of. But it's a little bit of a different uh, fat source than like an olive oil. That'd fat. go off quite quickly, though, wouldn't it? If you had, if you opened up a can and you just put a little bit in your black tea, would that not like? I think if you were to drink that every, as long as you put uh, transfer it into like a mason jar with a tight lid, you should uh, be good with, with that for I about buy a the, week. I buy the jug of it. It's so oh, good, uh, and like. I'm going back to Kroger. Kroger should sponsor us. (laughs) They've done a really good job at like transferring to the new healthy lifestyle. Like if you go read the and like the ingredients of their coconut milk, it is so simple. I have started this new trend of five ingredients or less on everything that I eat. Mm -hmm. And so like their coconut milk has like two ingredients maybe. And so I'm like trying really, really hard to eat like good hearty meals that have less than five ingredients mm-hmm. in them. That's amazing. See, like yeah. every meal that you're, or every food that you're, you know, approached with, you're looking at it from like, is this the best choice right now? Yeah. And trying your best is also good enough, like to not beat yourself up and be like, okay, I'm making the best choice I, I can like right now. I feel like that's what we should name the episode is trying your best <laughs> is good enough. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I think sometimes with food, especially we all like, it it is it can be really stressful for a lot of people. So sometimes yeah. it just is nice to take the power back and just say, I'm, I really am being honest with myself and I'm trying my best. You have to well, own it. And that's, yeah, good Even going right back to the most simplest of things, a glass of water. Have you seen the movie um, Dirty Waters with Mark Ruffalo? It was released... It's released like just I've never even just heard before of Christmas. It. I haven't heard of it's that. It's basically the um, DuPont who... Um, are responsible for this chemical that was created for your like non-stick pans. They famously, this lawyer went against them because the chemicals they were using, they like dumped a load in some water by in West Virginia. And there was a lawyer from Ohio that um, like, it was brought to his attention from this farmer because he was like, my, my cattle's all getting tumors and the farmer then got cancer. And then they like over 20 years, this lawyer uncovered that people in the Virginia area that were consuming this water were like dying of cancer. Their the children had birth defects. <laughs> you need to watch the film. It's not. It's not well, funny. I haven't heard of that. I um, have a really bad problem of laughing at people's misfortunes, so I'm so sorry about <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, a lot of people like died or were very very ill, and it just. I picked up on your article again on your website about like the best water filter system to have for your home. Yeah, I really love <sighs> it reverse scared osmosis. Me anyway when I, saw that film. I am a huge fan of um, Which was it the first one where you had a deal with nutrition like if yeah, you clicked on I the, love that is that product your... so much that I was like I reached out to that brand and was like, Can we hook our oh, audience up with like a nice little coupon code? And they were like, Yeah but I I love their product. I use it in you know t- all day long, we use um, reverse osmosis water for cooking, for, mm-hmm. I mean, everything, for watering plants, um, oh, for wow. our dog every once in a while. Okay, but like, I'm going to go home and get it. It's just reverse our Reverse osmosis. Water. Mm-hmm. Well, Noted. it's the, the the company, which is um, it It's AquaTrue. Yeah, Aquatrue, it's linked on yeah. our, we have like a shop page, which is really great. And I curate all kinds of things from like home, kitchen, nutrition, sustainability, mm-hmm. like you know, getting rid of single-use plastic, like all of that stuff is listed on our our shop, which is great. What's the method membership? And um, obviously you like 
you take on clients as well. I'd imagine you're pretty full in terms of you go to people's houses and you raid <laughs> their kitchen and go oh through Oh my God, them. are you like Guy It Fieri? used to be like that. I actually <laughs> don't take many one-on-one coach- coaching clients nowadays because right. all my energy is into the method membership. So, right. so really after, that? yeah, so after almost a decade of coaching people, I've recognized so many common themes and I developed this five by five framework, which really teaches people how to create healthy habits for life with and making it really easy, making it really simple. So this five by five framework isn't just about nutrition. It's about all these other pillars of our health. Like we were talking about today, like stress management yeah. and mm-hmm. our well-being and like from physical movement to finding joy in our life and mm-hmm cultivating more routine. So we touch on all of that. And the method membership is a year long program. So it's $49 a month for 12 months. And it's basically coaching one-on-one with one of our NS wellness coaches, who's also a registered dietitian. Wow. You get two monthly video classes with me. We have tons of resources. We have the whole program itself, which is a, a beast. It's so comprehensive. It's about mm-hmm. like nine hours worth of audio or video lessons. You mm-hmm. can choose which you want to watch or okay. walk through. And there's worksheets. So it's really like for that person who is ready to dive in yeah. and do the do a little bit of the work yourself with the education. So I'm so proud of that program. That was like a year in the making. That's like cheaper than a gym membership. And yeah. when, when you think about going back to the whole 75% what you eat, 25% fitness in terms of like, for the, for the people that are interested in it from the vanity perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, losing weight and getting healthier or whatever, then... $49 a month is really like yeah, it's, it's a bargain that's less yeah, than you've been having a gas lot of fun. a month yeah mm-hmm. and that's really great as well because like people especially like you know families that maybe don't earn loads of money like that I'd imagine is a really useful you could use like, it for resource. everybody in your mm-hmm. family yeah, Absolutely. just for like, you know, knowing what to even feed your kids. And so for me, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but when I see, like, I volunteer at um, uh, the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and I do notice like what's in the, uh, like the, the food hall. and, and You mean oh, the Taco Bell in the cafeteria? That's what, yes. Yes, yeah. ma'am. And because of like my shift, it falls around lunchtime. So I do get to hear a lot of what the patients order and the kids are often allowed. The parents are like, what do you want to eat today? And fair enough they're in hospital you know give them the the pleasure of what they want to eat but then also i'm like they're sick should they be eating french fries for also, lunch and nothing 12. else like that you can't let them make their own decision yeah. to eat damn so, french fries so like for me children's health is i worry about that more than my own if i'm honest because i just think how are so many parents giving their kids so much sugar and so much crap. <laughs> yeah, we we have a lot of parents in the Method membership as well who are not only doing it for themselves, because I'm a big believer that we really do individually have to show up for ourselves fully before we can give back to anybody else in our life. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of parents who are doing it for themselves and working and doing the Method work, but also, you know, to be a good role model for their family, for their kids. So yes, it is a lot of it is role modeling. I mean, there's a million different reasons why, mm-hmm. you know, kids have the food choices they do. But yeah, Mikhail, I feel like we've taken up a lot of your day. <laughs> so I just want to finish it with like three tips that people can put into action today. Like right now, if they listen to the whole episode, what are like your top three tips that people can put into action right now to live a healthier, better life and have like really good nutrition? Oh, I love this. Okay, number one, I would go with the mindset of first identifying if you do currently have a mentality that's around the short-term thinking, the one-size-fits-all mentality, the black-and-white mentality, because I think when you discover and you explore that for yourself where you might psychologically be, that's really going to give you so much more awareness so that when you are doing the next two tips that I'm going to share, it comes with a little bit more ease for you. So that's that's the big thing is like really identifying it in your mind. I would say the second thing is creating a wellness vision that's for real. Like if you sit down today and you think about where you want to be 12 months from now, mm-hmm. get as detailed as possible. Like really walk through how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How are you showing up in your relationships? Where's your support system? Um, all of that, like really map that out and get solid with it. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, um, 
I feel like these aren't necessarily specifically nutrition related, these first two. But the third Mm -hmm. thing I would say, we can all stand to eat more veggies. So I'm going to throw that in there. So if we can- more veggies, the better. More veggies, the better. Yep. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. And we we literally have uh, hundreds of free recipes on nutritionstrip.com. And they're so tasty. And I am a fussy eater as well. And I was like, my mouth was watering looking at them this morning. (laughs) Yes. I swear. I I have one final question that I want to sneak in. It's your final meal on this earth. Like you're on your deathbed. What meal would you have? Oh my goodness. You know, it would probably be something very nostalgic from my childhood and something that I actually like. I'm thinking what's first coming to my mind right now is like my mom's meatloaf that she used to make when we were younger with like maybe, which is hilarious, but a huge salad. I love, love big salads it's just a thing um and then oh my gosh i don't know maybe some type of chocolate like german chocolate cake love that i feel Mm. like you're talking dirty to me right now (laughs) i mean like i'm trying to if 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 i'm gonna be real it's not gonna yeah it's gonna be something that's gonna make make it feel like home a little bit oh i literally am like about to drool on this (laughs) microphone i'm like yes please bring it to me mom where are you I know. I need to. I actually need to make like a healthiest version of my mom's. Oh, you should. Well, we do actually. We have a nut loaf, so it's completely plant based. That's amazing. Mm. But it would be cool to give everybody out there who eats animal proteins like a different version. I would of that. love yeah. that because I'm a total meatarian. Mm-hmm. Like I want meat at every single meal that I have. Like if my last meal on earth, I would probably eat like twenty racks of ribs. Just nonstop, just li- yeah. even like licking the bone. Like I would probably eat a possum on roadkill. Oh, can't be bothered. Zach <laughs> loves the sausage. I, in more ways than one, Gabby. Couldn't help it. Sorry, Sorry. That was, yeah, that was. Mikel, we love you so much. Thank oh, you for did. coming and throwing up wisdom on everybody. You guys, we are so yeah, thanks for having me. I do feel like we've learned loads. And guys, you need to check out nutritionstripped.com. The website, there's so much on there. And follow you on Instagram. It's Nutrition Stripped and Facebook and everything because just so many great tips and yeah. like inspiring messages. Thank you. So, yeah, thank and if you. you go to the website too, I have a free, I have tons of freebies that mm-hmm. you guys can work through. I know we've talked a lot about like habits and journaling and all of that, but we have a really cool healthy habit guide that's completely free if you go to the website and then you just go to um, subscribe. And then you can sign up to be a member. Yes. And then we'd love to have you as a member. Yeah, exactly. You see, and then, you know, this time next year, Zach, will be our best selves. I am my best self, Yeah, I'm giving you guys the homework to send to me what your wellness vision is next by next week. Done. (laughs) Mikkel Kuinga from Nutrition Strip. I literally love her so much. Like, she has such a warm heart. Another great guest. I feel like we really kicked off 2020 with a bang, Gabs. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. But you know what's happened? We, we've we spent so much time chatting with Mikel. We've run out of time to do Gift of the Gab again. again. So we're going to have to leave it on another cliffhanger. It will be. I promise. <laughs> I swear on my life. It will be here next week. Gift of the Gab. We'll, we'll start the show with Gift of the Gab to make sure we have time for it. Really? Yeah. We want to encourage people to keep listening. <laughs> No, but if you guys listened and you love Mikkel, please leave us like a review on wherever you're listening from, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Straight Out of Nashville Pod. And we even mm-hmm. have a Facebook group. On Facebook, it's Straight Out of Nashville. You can join us in the conversation as well. And me and Gabby will be there. I approved like a bunch of people this morning to be part of the group. So we have a whole community there. I love that. We'll be back next week, honey. Ta-ta. And season Two, episode three. What's wrong with me? I can't even talk. I don't know. Can we go back to bed now? Yeah.